Thanks for listening to the Highlands Message Podcast. Whether you're new to Highlands and are listening for the first time or you want to hear a past message again, welcome. Our heart at Highlands is to lead you into a growing relationship with Jesus so you can have a life full of purpose as you grow in your faith and lead others to Jesus. We hope you enjoy and are inspired by the latest message from one of our communicators. Um, what you'll find in the backs of the chairs of the back of the seat in front of you is this. You'll find this somewhere, okay? Uh, this booklet expansion, there's a lot more stories in there as well. Uh, also, what's, what we've been a part or uh, able to give to towards as a community in there and what we're looking at for this year coming. Uh, there's also this, though, the, uh, my expansion list. We do this every year, a prayer list in there that you can take out and put it on your fridge or your mirror or like your pillow or... Your spouse, just, they can wear it wherever you want, um, really. But I encourage you to, to use that because uh, sometimes it's just out of sight, out of mind, isn't it? We can do that, like Ben was saying, that we've got things that we did pray for once upon a time, but with the life of, that gets busy and urgent things turn up and the immediate things turn up, you kind of forget about those important things that you, whole, like you believe God put on your heart and that you believe for. And this just makes it front and centre. You put it somewhere that you see all the time. Because uh, you're always in the fridge, that's why we do the fridge, yeah? And like a 20-minute prayer meeting every snack. It's a good fitness tip as well. By the end of it, you might not be hungry. But who knows? But, but take that out. I like this as well because the top half is things that you're believing for in your family, in your life that you're asking God for. But the bottom half is I, I want your kingdom to come and your will be done in, and there's a few examples there, but I want, I want your kingdom to come, your will be done in. Gatton is the one that we're putting in there. Your kingdom to come, you will be done in my family, at my kids' school, at, in wherever it might be that God's put on your heart, to partner with him of going, okay, all right, God, I'm asking for things in my life. What do you want me to believe for as well? Expanding our vision and our faithfulness because I believe as a church, we are in a season of expansion. As God's kingdom, God's church, the season of expanding, of where we're not shrinking back, even though the world might say it's time to shrink back, particularly to those of faith, about going, how about you just shrink away, close up, see if you can survive, shut up, go hide. Just in general, it feels to, just seems to be the, the culture of society at the moment is just hang on for survival, kind of just, just retreat and put up some walls and see how far you can survive. But I know that as believers, God's not calling us to go run away and hide and shrink back, but to be bold and courageous, for He is with us, knowing that if He is for me, well, who can be against me? God is not asking His church to be in hiding, but in fact, to be bold and in, in the front. And as the church, I don't know, we don't need to be starting fights and all these things, but now is the time for the believers to, well, not, not be hidden, but to have some conviction to show that, well, the joy of the Lord is my strength, to show that, well, Jehovah Jireh, He is my provider, Jehovah Rapha, that He is my healer, that I believe that God is all that He said He is to me. Not might be, not wishfully, but confidently, I know who my Lord is. I love the story of um, Moses and the Israelites while they were in Egypt. Because as the famine struck and all the plagues came along, you see it's like everyone in the land was affected. It says, except the people of God. Every plague that hit, hit everyone, except the people of God. And while we're living in this world, it's like, oh, well, the, 
financial pinch is hitting everyone. Come on, would we just be, just have that little bit of faith going, Lord, but let it be accept the people of God. Let it be accept my family. I know everyone's feeling, everyone's shrinking back and you know, there's a lot of pressure and where's the church? Well, let it be accept us. No places are shutting down shop. Let it be accept us, Lord. That we are, I like, you like this, we are exceptional. Let let us be exceptional. That we are except, we we are in the other mob. We are set apart, sanctified for his special purposes. We're not going to go away, but we're going to be filled with courage and boldness, expectant of what's to come. This is what Jesus prophesied. Let's be what he prophesied in Matthew 5, verse 14. It says that we would be the light of the world. The light of the world. Isn't this interesting? It's easy to go that Jesus would be the light of the world, but this is what he's saying to us, his people. Is his declaration over us is that you would be the light to the world, something that cannot be hidden, something that should not be hidden. Yes, it is Christ in us and through us, but this wasn't for us to run away and hide, but he's saying here, hey, you have to be, you are the light, you are the light, church. You are not the average of earth. He's saying here that you need to be the average of heaven, that there is something exceptional about us, Christ in us, the hope of glory, but we shouldn't, it cannot be hidden in us. So church, as we're going through this time of expansion, this is not, that we're going to be met with a bit of fear, met with a bit of conflicting vision, because here's the newsflash, is God is not the only person with vision for this city. And the church needs to be more aligned with God's vision than the enemy's vision. We cannot settle with this is what is currently happening, so that's probably what's going on. It doesn't take a lot much social media viewing, news viewing, reading, whatever, just waking up in the morning for us to understand whose vision this world is living under at the moment. And as believers, come on, let's align ourselves with God's vision. So I like your kingdom come, those prayers. That's my emphasis this year. I'm filling that bottom section up with God. Your kingdom come in these areas. Because I've lived too much of my life, and maybe you're in the same boat, that if God answered all of your prayers, no one else in the world would notice. But as a church, I think that we are called to pray big prayers, have big dreams, have a great vision that is aligned with God's dreams and vision for His people as well. Is that when my prayers get answered, this city is going to feel it. This nation is going to feel it. As a movement, we stand and say, we want to see Australia for Christ. We want to see Toowoomba for Christ and Highfield and Gatton. And guess what, church? They're going to know it when God answers it. I want God to move and supply things in my life. I am believing for it. My top section is going to be filled this year again. But it's the bottom stuff as well that I'm excited about where it says, come on, your kingdom's coming. God, expand my vision, expand my dream. Don't let me have such a small one that I'll let the enemy's vision rule in my life and in this city. That you put your church here as a light that cannot be hidden. We're gonna see it happen. Because the moment we settle as Christians for our current experience, we abandon what God wants to do in our lives. When we settle for what our current experience is, we abandon God's plan. When we just settle for this is what it has been, and this is what it currently kind of is like, and that's okay, and this is probably, this, that's what I'll expect. We abandon God's plan. As a church and as believers, when we settle for our current experience of, well, of Christianity, of what the church is, we, 
we abandon the plan that God has for the rest of those people who don't know Jesus yet. When we go, oh, well, this is what church should be like. It was, this is what I like church to be like. If church was exactly customized for me, it would not look like this. And none of you would be here. Because it would, like, not that I don't like you. But you probably would not like what I like. And the thing is, if it was based on my preference, I would do a lot less for God. But it's not, there's a vision that drives us forward. That I'm not settling in church. We cannot settle just for our current experience. I just want church to be like this. I heard a couple of years ago, a friend was saying, oh, I don't know if we are, I don't see the point to planning churches outside of capital cities. I said, I do. I've got family that are unsaved in little towns. The moment that you've settled for your current experience or preferences, we are abandoning the need of the lost. And so church, it's time to believe big again. Whatever the hopes and dreams we push to the corner, come on, I feel God saying, bring it out and dust it off and then see it expand again that we'll see more happening. Does not give up on the plan that God has for your life, for your family, for this city, for our nation, for this world. Align our vision with his. Let's not stop expecting. We might desire God to move, but ultimately I don't believe many of us are convinced that he will to the point that we, we stop preparing for him to move. We stop anticipating it or expecting it. We go from day to day. And I wanna look at Noah in the Bible. We know a lot of... You might know his story. He's got the big boat and all the animals and the rain and flood and all sorts of things. We're not gonna go into all of it, but I use him as an example of what I've been convicted of lately. In Genesis 6, I've got verse 14 to 22. We won't read it all. You can, you can skim it. It says, God says to Noah here, build a large boat from cypress wood and waterproof it with tar inside and out, then construct decks and stores through the interior. He gives a lot, lot of detail of how to build it and what to do and to make sure that it, it meets certain specifications. And in verse 17, it says, look, I'm about to cover the earth with a flood that will destroy every living thing that breathes. Everything on earth will die, but I will confirm my covenant with you. So enter the boat, you and your wife and, um, and your sons and their wives. Bring a pair of every kind of animal, male and female, into the boat with you. Keep them there alive during the flood. Pairs of every kind of bird and you, <clears throat> every kind of animal, every kind of small animal that scurries along the ground. Look at this. It, they will come to you to be kept alive and be sure to take on board enough food for you, uh, your family and for all the animals. Verse 22 it says, so, God, uh, so Noah did everything exactly as God commanded him. A few verses later in chapter 7, verse, verse 1, it says, When everything was ready, the Lord said to Noah, Go into the boat with all your family, for, am for among all the people on the earth, I can see that you alone are righteous. In verse five, again, he talks a bit more specifications. Verse five says, so Noah did everything as the Lord commanded him. Noah did everything the Lord co has commanded him. Now, the, the kind of gap between these two sections that we read out, all the historians and scholars, all the smarter people than me would tend to agree, it's roughly 100 years gap between God telling Noah, guess what's going to happen? Look what I'm about to do. I'm about to get involved. Something's going to happen. I'm going to bring the animals to you. I'm going to bring the rain. And a hundred years later, God says, I'm about to do it. Start getting on the boat. Here we go. That is a long wait. 
Is it not? That is a long time to sit around and wait for something to happen. But what I am convicted of and what I I really enjoy about this is Noah didn't wait. (laughs) Noah started building a boat. A hundred years, you can imagine, 80 years into it, he is still hanging on to the single conversation he had with God. Of God said that he's going to move. God said that he's going to do something. God said I better be getting prepared. Man, I give up on projects way quicker than that. Like someone said, hey, I'm going to come around for dinner. I'm like, yeah, well, maybe, we'll see. You know, people pull out lots lately. But he was anticipating that God will do what he said he was going to do. So I better get to it. Noah had the faith that he was going to, God's going to answer what he said he was doing. He had the faith that his current experience wasn't the experience that was about to come. That God was gonna be involved. He said to expect something. So Noah didn't wait for the animals to turn up before he goes, oh, stuff, I better find a boat. I better find, oh, we better quickly put something together. Here, you can see the rumblings, you can see them far off and everything's starting to happen. I better quickly go get some wood and start throwing it together. Noah didn't wait till it started to sprinkle before he's like, here we go, now I better go chop a tree down. No, when God said, this is what you can expect, Noah got to work. Noah said, I am going to prepare for the promise of God. I'm preparing for the things that God said that he was going to do. He was confident in what God said, so his response was to get ready for it. And church, I wanna tell you that, that God is not asking us to wait until revival starts to happen to get ourselves ready. God is not asking you to wait for your breakthrough to be expecting and preparing for it. But to be someone who wakes up in the morning going, today could be the day, Lord. So give me the eyes to see. Now my prayer has been for churches across this, this city that this would be the week. This would be the week that the prayers were answered, that people turned up and that all of a sudden we were all just shocked and surprised. Mildly shocked, hopefully not completely because we've been preparing for it. God said that he's going to do it. And some of us give up on the promises of God way too quick and Noah here is the example of hanging in for 100 years. No sprinkle, no sign, heckled for the whole time. Decades of oppression and hurt and pain and being ostracized from everyone else, going, it hasn't rained, has been my previous experience. Noah, what are you preparing for? It's not going to happen. It hasn't, it's not, and it won't. And Noah's standing firm, knowing that our past experience is not matched to my future because God has promised something else ahead. Come on, church, we need to be expectant that perhaps there is something ahead of us. And it's time for us to prepare for it. See, I'm fully confident that God could have dropped an ark in front of Noah, pre-filled with animals. If God can bring a bunch of cats to a certain location on time and coordinate that effort, God could do anything, yeah? I reckon they snuck in. He didn't bring them. They just snuck in. But he's capable of doing whatever he wants. But I am thankful that Noah didn't just sit back and be thankful only to God that he was going to move and provide the preparation for him. Now, Noah was thankful for the 100 years, but Noah wasn't only giving thanks. I'm, well, I think we're all fortunate 
that Noah didn't only ask and intercede that it were to come. I'm thankful that he did do it, but not only that. We're fortunate that he didn't just get excited and that he wasn't just hopeful for what was to come. But Noah spent his time also preparing for what was to come. I was challenged by a friend a couple of weeks ago. He said, Doug, I have a feeling that the church is asking for a lazy revival. Where all we have to do is ask and God does everything that he's asked us to do. Here we find Noah was not ready for a lazy move of God. He was preparing for it. God was going to bring the animals. God was going to bring the rain. God was doing what God was doing, but Noah did what God asked him to do. Prepare, anticipate, be expectant of what was to come. And he did it. See, I know when my kids ask me something and they expect no to be the response. Any parents? You know it. You know they're coming to you and they, you don't know the question they're asking you yet, but you know the answer's no. They know the answer's no. Their best friend knows the answer's no, standing in the corner, peeking, wondering what you're going to say. Your wife knows it's no. Honestly, you're a bit excited to say no. I wonder what the question is. I know the answer. But you also know when your kid anticipates a yes, don't you? Because they come to you with their footy boots on. They're not wondering if you can go kick the ball. They are expectant the answer is yes. They are prepared for a yes. Versus when it's eight o'clock at night, my kids are in their undies and socks, come and then ask this, just a question. You're like, you are not ready for a yes for anything. The answer is no, we can't go out. No, we're not going to kick the football. And they kind of know it. They walk off and go, yeah, fair enough. They weren't ready for it. But the times that they ask and they are fully expectant for a yes, they're prepared for a yes. They're all G'd up. Their friends are ready. They're kind of hopping in the car already. They've got things lined up. They've scheduled everything down to a T. Why? Well, because they're expectant. And it's revealed that they are prepared. And I think sometimes that we go to God assuming a no. We pray to God with zero preparation, but going, if you are willing just to intervene, I'm happy to be surprised. But I will continue on with my life separate from you or not expecting anything. Now, for me, I love a good heavenly invasion, a good God spiritual interruption. Anyone else? Where you're kind of just wandering around and, whoa, what was that? I did not expect that conversation to come out. I didn't expect God to move in that service. That was, I love it. But what I am confident of is that as a son of God, as a citizen of heaven, as an heir to the throne is what we are called, that we should be people to anticipate it that we should be eagerly awaiting, going, come on, I'm a son of God and I know his character. I know his will is to see these things happen. So maybe today's the day. I'm going to be prepared when I ask. I'm going to be expectant that God will move. We're going to see it happen. That maybe today is the day that we can come to church. I pray next Sunday you come into church going, God, let it be today. You know that Doug finally gets it. You know, let it be today that all of a sudden your spirit is here in a new way. Let it be today that people are finally getting up out of their wheelchairs. We've been praying for it for decades, but let it be today. That we turn up and I can't get a car park because too many others are rolling up saying, I don't know why I'm here, but I just know that I need God. Lord, let it be this week that people turn up at our small group leaders' doors, never being there before, but feeling drawn in that I need something. 
Yeah, well, that is ridiculous. It's like, it might be over the top, but it is the move of God that he has been promising that this world will receive. That, that every tongue will confess and every knee will bow. In you, your life, for your business or your family, what is it that God might be talking to you about? What's his kingdom come and his will be done in your life as it is in heaven? What is that dream, that expansion that he needs you to partake in? Because maybe it's time to be preparing for it again. I know we're convinced, we've, we've tried family devotionals and prayer things and this, and you kind of give up on it because the three-year-old's not vibing your Greek study. You're like, oh, a bunch of heathens in this family. Just me and you, Lord, I know how Noah feels. He's speaking in tongues, though, because he doesn't know English yet. Blah, 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 blah. You're like, oh, shaka daka duck. Anyway. But maybe it's time to go, well, it's, I'm going to pioneer again. I'm going to start it again in my family. I might lower my expectations to see, see what a six-year-old version of devotion looks like. But I'm building the boat, Lord. It might take a long time, but it's, it's boat building season. I see Noah, I love the picture of it, of just years of him chopping down trees milling everything they're going what are you doing it's not going to rain but every swing of the axe was filled with anticipation maybe for your family it's every wednesday night when you put whip out the little kids devotional and it is just filled with anticipation going well tonight not might not be the night for a revival in my house but you know it's coming it's coming i'm going to keep on going it might take a hundred years but my kids are coming back to christ Come on, it might take a lot more prayer, but our schools are going to be turned back to Jesus. Oh, the workplace that is so far, I may as well be walking into Nineveh right now, but it is coming back. Why? It might not be today, but tomorrow, I'm gonna have the same anticipation. I'm gonna start building the boat again. For your business, I don't know what it looks like right now, but come on, let's have this God dream of what he wants to do, how he wants to reveal himself to you in it. Don't settle for your current experience with just a mere willingness for him to interrupt it. But as a child of God, anticipate your dad is doing something. I've been picturing, I've explained it, I think I've talked about it in different, different parts. I like seeing it as, if you've ever, when you were a kid, you go fishing with dad maybe, or maybe you take your kids fishing now. I don't, but my dad did. And what do they do when you go fishing and you're little and you have no clue of what to do? Well, they bait the hook, they set it all up, they cast it further than you ever would. They kind of make sure it's all set up and they might wait for a nibble or they see a nibble and then they pass it to you acting like they don't know what's going on. And you get to reel it in. And you're like, oh my goodness, I caught this. Come on, like the, our Father sets up the experience. It sets up these things for us. And what if we understood our position as children of God and he is a good Father who provides for us, who has a bigger will for your world than you have for, your, for it as well is that we wake up and we go through today going, Lord, what are the things that you have set up for me and handed over? What if we were believing with the same kind of expectation, not just going, oh yeah, that's good. Previously, I've never got a nibble. But today you go, oh Lord, have you hand you've handed me something to reel in today. I'm believing for a breakthrough in my family. I'm believing for something at my work. I want in this city, maybe how am I going to work for your kingdom today? It might not happen today, but when it's tomorrow, I'm gonna to look for it today. I'm generous today, believing that God will move through it. Oh, I'm prayerful today, believing that God will, well, he'll move through it. 
I'm interacting intentionally in discipling today because I reckon that, well, God might be revealed through it today. And if it's not today, well, tomorrow's today will be. Let's not, I'll put it this way, we must exchange our eagerness for it, for an expectation of it. We are all eager for a move of God. We are all eager for his presence. But what if we just changed, exchanged our eagerness for an expectation that it will happen? What would change? Well, it would be revealed in our preparation, I believe. Look at Galatians 6 verse 9. Paul writes it this way. He says, so let's not get tired of doing what is good. Because at just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. I think Noah would have an attitude with this because a hundred years doesn't seem like just the right time. <laughs> but he didn't give up. This word reap in Greek, which it was originally written in, it has the same definition, but it's interesting to look into it, is a therizo. It's reap, therizo, which means this, to acquire a result of, of some effort or action, like gathering a ripe grain that you planted. Now, it's not revelatory, but... I want to make a point of it as well because this verse that he's talking about here, that we reap what we sow, that we are reaping after continually sowing, after years of axe swinging, after years of boat building in a drought, we will, we will sow and we will reap. It does not mean to discover. It does not mean to stumble upon. It means reaping from action. You'll see a harvest based on what has been done and sown into this is what the, why, why I'm harping on about it this morning, of living with an expectation that, well, it looks like preparation. That it looks like I'm willing to sow in with my life, with whatever my expansion I'm sowing in with my finance. I am sowing something. I will reap something. It is not stumbling across the blessing of God. I love it when heaven does whatever heaven does. But constantly we see God saying, hey, I'm going to do something. Would you respond to just my word even? Would you... Would you put your hand to the plow? Would you get moving? Would you prepare for what is about to happen? And so church, I believe we cannot stop doing what is good. We cannot stop living by faith. We cannot stop believing for more, expecting and preparing what God wants to do in our lives, in our families, in our workplace. Because I know that at just the right time, we're going to reap the harvest based on our faith. Look, faith puts the legs on all the things that we hope for. Faith is not wishful thinking. Faith is our action, believing of what is to come. See, I see it for us this expansion season. I don't know, we're going to give financially into it and we are expecting a breakthrough, not in the way that we are purchasing a miracle, in the same way that Noah building the boat didn't make it rain. You get that? We're not giving and buying something. Just like Noah didn't build the boat and then God says, well, now I have to make it rain. Now we are building based on response of what God said He's already going to do. In our family, we, we, we're convinced that we can sow now because we know that God is faithful whenever. He is coming. We are gonna be blessed. So I'm responding even before I see it. This is why we praise. For us, it feels like about six years of just getting the guts kicked out of us medically. But we are people of praise because we know what God is going to do, I can be thankful for now. I can praise and worship Him now. You go, well, Doug, everything still sucks. It might still suck, but you know what's coming is breakthrough. So I'm gonna praise God now. 
I'm not waiting for it to start raining before I prepare a boat. I think as a church, we're not going to wait for people to start turning up at our doorsteps before we are preparing their small groups now, before we're preparing the kids' ministry for their children now. We're not waiting for people to cry out saying, where is the church in Gaddon? We are preparing for it now. Wherever God might lead us and wherever He's put on your heart, come on church, I want to encourage you. Now is ark building season. Now is the time to expand your faith and say, Lord, I am preparing for it. The breakthrough, the vision that I've had, the miracles are gonna come. So we're gonna praise like they happened yesterday. And we're going to sow like they're at our doorsteps right now. We're gonna lead people and make disciples like they're crying out already going, what must we do to be saved? Why? Well, because I know it's coming and we are gonna be prepared for it. I don't wanna be a Noah where all the animals rock up and you go, oh geez, I didn't expect it to actually happen. I gave up 30 years ago. Come on, no, this is not us church, we are believing. I'm gonna see God's goodness here and now in the land of the living. I'll see it on the other side of eternity, but I'm anticipating it to happen earlier as well. Because at just the right time, at just the right time, we can. I'm believing, we say it as a movement that I wanna see Australia for Christ. I wanna see Toowoomba for Christ. I want our vision has to be more aligned with God's than than the enemy's. Are we gonna see Highfields and Gatton and Dolby and Brisbane, everywhere that God might put us, everywhere our foot goes. We're gonna see them, every single family, child, friend, know Jesus. I'm believing for family members that that are far from God and I'm, I'm also praying for the church in their town that they might see themselves as the answer to a prayer. Just as we, church, we need to see ourselves as maybe God is wanting me to be the answer for another family's prayer, crying out for their sibling. And he goes, don't worry, I've got Highlands positioned. Because the time is coming. I'm confident that God desires to see it. Not that not one would perish. And so we are preparing for it, church. I'm preparing for it in my life. I'm confident of what God has for us in our future. Maybe not the specifics, but I do know that His plans are good and to prosper us, to see us healed and whole, to see us living on purpose, to see us effective in our ministry. So we are preparing for it. I don't know what that preparation looks like for you, but can I just ask that maybe it starts with tomorrow, you feeling that maybe your dad has cast the line and he's handing it over. What am I reeling in today? Come on, God, there's something in it today. Is it gonna be a healing? Is there going to be a revelation that I grabbed hold of? Am I, am I looking more like Jesus today? Is it the day today that all that sin drops off my life that I've been dealing with? Eagerly awaiting. You should not only just be okay with heavenly interruptions, but anticipating it. Because we'll reap the harvest if we don't give up. As I said, every strike of the tree Noah had with, with faith. Every brick that Nehemiah laid around the wall was convicted with his calling of what he is to do around Jerusalem. Come on, every ditch that Elisha dug and all the Israelites in the desert, it was done with the belief that God's gonna fill it with water. Otherwise, why dig them? Just a lot of effort to to do things. And for us as a church, this is just a lot of effort if we have no anticipation that God will do what only God can do. And maybe it's today that we get a new revelation. Maybe it's, maybe it's the next service that half a Toowoomba tries to turn up. Maybe it's the next service that the, the altar's just filled with people receiving miracles. Maybe it's next Sunday for you that you turn up and all of a sudden it's like an audible voice of God. 
Oh, I'd love you to have the expectation that maybe it's your next small group that all of a sudden you, you find yourself more transformed into the image of Christ because iron sharpens iron. Maybe it's next year that you feel God put something on your heart. You go, you know what, Doug, Gadden's not far enough. God's sending me even further. God's given me another nation. Australia's too small for the vision of God. Maybe it's tonight that the conversation with your kid is finally different and they are asking you questions that you have been begging to answer for years. But we have an eager expectation that God is going to move. He's gone before us. And He's setting these things up. I don't know, you were in church in the 90s? You remember the Hillsong song? That anyone, anyone been around for that long? Darlene Check. I don't know, Ben was hosting before. I just had the song of like, you know, the Holy Spirit is here, this power is real. Anything can happen and it probably will. <laughs> anyway, something very good, something good is going on around. And a guitarist goes, down, 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 down. I just, I just want us to be people who go, you know what? The Holy Spirit's here and His power is real. And something good is going on. And we're gonna see His goodness today. It might not be today, but tomorrow wake up and go, well, it's today. He missed it yesterday and it could take a hundred years of today's, but you know, when God moves, it's worth being expectant that day. So why am I serving? I'm building a boat. I'm building the ark. I'm preparing for the rain. God's bringing the resource. Why are we sowing into expansion? Why are we giving each week as we tithe? Well, I'm building the church. I'm funding the kingdom. I'm expectant for what's to come. That all of the churches in Toowoomba right now cannot handle the amount of people that God wants to know Him. Every small group we've got would just, your house would burst at the seams if God brought everyone that He wants to be discipled. Why are we planning a church that's hard in Gadden? It's too far. Couldn't we pick Noosa? Well, maybe we'll pick Noosa next time. But why? Well, because, because we are preparing for what God wants to do. Why start a small group? Well, 150,000 people won't fit in here. And our, our homes are resources for God's kingdom. So let's not settle for our current experience, hey church. As an as a, as a individual, do not settle because you will abandon God's will in your life. You'll abandon His plan and His goodness that's to come. Don't settle for your past or don't settle for what you're currently going through. Anticipate God's got something greater for me. He set it up. It might be today. I pray it's today. Lord, let it be today but I'm anticipating it's coming. As a church, let's not settle with our current experience. We're not abandoning God's will for this city, for this nation. I believe God is good. On church, you believe that God is good. I believe that He wants His kingdom to come and His will be done here and now. Do you believe that He could do it? Don't be a child asking for something and not prepared for Him to say yes. Do you believe that He could do it, church? That's great. Well, as a response, we're going to do a bit different. Would you just stand to your feet if you've got some faith? Everyone, just why don't we stand to our feet as this declaration, as a sign, a conviction, an outward sign that going, God, I know that you can, that you are here and something good is going on around here. If you have that faith that God is not done, I love the, the lyric video in that song, Hey, Just Flashing. No matter what the words were, it was just flashing. He's not done. We just need that flashing everywhere we go, I think. On your phone, flashing, He's not done. So if you believe that He's not done, come on, we're gonna pray just for a moment. In your life, in this church, why don't you just close your eyes if you're comfortable, lift your hands towards heaven as a sign of surrender. Lord, that we are on Your team. Lord, we want Your kingdom come and Your will be done on earth, in our family, in our schools, in our workplace, in this city, as it is in heaven. Lord, we believe, Lord, that what You've said will happen, that there will be a, 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 a coming to, to You that every tribe, every tongue will confess that You are Lord. 
Lord, that let it be today. Lord, I ask that it would be this week that we'd see the miracles that we've been believing for, that we would see the revival that we've been praying for. Lord, that we've been preparing for as, as children of Yours, that we can come boldly to the throne room of grace. Lord, we can ask for these things. Lord, that we have not generally because we do, don't ask. We don't ask with faith. Lord, we're not crossing our fingers in a spiritual way today. Lord, we are, we are asking. Lord, we know that it is coming. Let it be today. Father, we declare Australia for Christ. Lord, Toowoomba for Christ, our family for Christ. Lord, we're going to see it. Thank You, Lord. And maybe in this place, you've never asked Jesus into your life personally. You, you might know plenty about Him and you've heard about Him forever, but you don't know Him personally yourself. Can I tell you, God wants to know you and He wants you to know Him personally. And I'll give you that opportunity today to ask Him, Lord, I wanna experience what you've got for me, ahead of me. Maybe your past experience, I don't know what, it might be great, it might be no good, but trust me, your future experience with God is always far better. If you wanna ask Him into your life to get to know Him personally, I don't know why you're here. Maybe you just turned up or you were dragged in, but I do know that it's not on accident, that God moved a lot of things to ensure that you were here today to respond to Him, whether you're a believer or not. We respond to Him. And so I wanna give you that opportunity this morning to say, Jesus, come into my life. I wanna know you and let go of some things to grab hold of what you might have for me in the future. So if that's you, would you just raise your hand in the air as an outward sign of that inward decision saying, Jesus, I wanna know you. I'm joined with a few people in the first service saying, Jesus, God, I wanna know you for myself. Not distant, not just hear about you. I wanna know you and experience you personally. Is that you this morning? Awesome. That's great, anyone else this morning? That's fantastic. Awesome. Church, would we celebrate this morning? Come on, there's people making decisions. If you're a believer, would you pray with me? Pray with these people as well. I'm gonna pray for you. Father, thank you. Lord, that you've revealed yourself to your children. Lord, that their eternity is shifting right now. Lord, I pray they look back at today, that day in August, 2023, and that was the day that everything changed for them. Thank You, Jesus, that You died on the cross, that they have completely forgiven, that their sins are washed away, remembered no more. Lord, that You are beginning a work within them, that You will be faithful to complete the freedom in You, their purpose in You. Lord, that they would make a difference in this world as well. In Jesus' Name we pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Highlands Message Podcast. We hope you feel encouraged to take these words with you to know God, find freedom, discover your purpose and to make a difference. If you feel moved by today's message and want to connect with us, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach us at highlands.au on Facebook or Instagram or head to the highlandschurch.org.au website for more resources and information. Be sure to follow the Highlands Message Podcast on your preferred platform to stay up to date with our latest message. We hope to see you in person soon.